0: Welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. Hope you guys are enjoying the content. Hope you guys are following me on Instagram at Murphy's League. I've got another just pretty quick episode here for you guys. I've been very busy with work and signing up for school and all this stuff. So, episodes have been a little more spread out, not as much on schedule. They're gonna be a little more short. Um, I'm sorry about that. Hopefully they'll get a little longer than the school year. But you know what, if you guys like it this format, if you guys like the condensed episodes, just let me know. Um, I'm more than willing to stick with it this way. I'm kinda just playing it all by ear. I'm taking things one thing at a time i um, really looking forward to getting into school and having videos be made during the school year Obviously the NFL season is only a couple weeks away actually two weeks away as of yesterday. I'm recording this on a Friday So there are dogs barking. Give me one second and That is one of the reasons why I'm very excited to be going to school and even though I'm gonna be living with two other people Hopefully I'll have a little more quiet time. Uh, I think there's some studios. I can run out there This is what I mean. There's always a dog barking in my house. I'm sorry about that. Just going to work through it. Anyways, today's episode is all about rookies that really impressed me during the preseason. Some guys that I'm buying. There's going to be a couple names that I've already repeated about. Um, Other guys I'm going to talk about more in depth than some other guys. I'm also going to be talking about questions and more so concerns I have with teams in the AFC West and the NFC West, so I'm going to finish up the rest of the league later. I also think I still have to do some record prediction stuff, so I'm going to get that episode 100% out before the start of the season. Um, not sure exactly when it will be out, but it will be out before the start of the season, just so I can get all those win record predictions in, and then obviously I can compare it to the end of the year of what really happened and how, you know, off I was. Um, also... Wanted to mention quickly that if you guys haven't already you should go check out my last episode if you guys want to make some money if you're into betting um there's a ton of player props over there there's some over under win totals there's mvp odds i even talked about the super bowl odds a little bit so if you guys like betting be sure to head over to that episode um, it's not too long either and you'll find it just before this one in you know the Spotify catalog. So without further ado, let's get into some rookies that have really been impressing me. I think I have to start it by talking about two guys that play for the same team, um, one of which I was extremely high on during the draft process, like much higher than most, and I just wanted the Bears to take him so bad. So we'll start there. Let's start with George Pickens. George Pickens had an absolutely amazing camp according to all reports. And then he came out and showed immediately why he was having a great camp in the preseason. He has this knack to just absolutely eviscerate people in the run game. I don't know if he's kind of like found a flaw in the system, but uh, Sam Monson and uh, Steve Palazzolo were talking about this on PFF and they kind of nailed it. They mentioned that in a lot of run schemes, the wide receivers and DBs kind of accept that they're not really part of the play and they kind of check out. George Pickens just has just caught guys sleeping on multiple occasions. He absolutely put Kobe Wright, Kobe Bryant, excuse me. Kobe White's a basketball player. Kobe Bryant's also a basketball player, but that's not the Kobe Bryant I'm talking about here. I'm talking about Kobe Bryant, defensive back from Cincinnati, now on the Seattle Seahawks. George Pickens absolutely put him on his ass. Beyond that, he's making toe tab catches in the back of the end zone he's already shown that he has speed really good hands a really good route running is physical as hell he seems to have all the makings of being a really good x wide receiver in this league that's exactly why i wanted the bears to take him um honestly in my opinion i don't really care kyler gordon has to be so good and jaquan brisker have to be so good to validate that pick there overtaking pickens because i'm pretty sure he was there both times they passed on him twice and I just, I truly can't believe they did that. Whatever. Up next, we got to talk about his quarterback, also a rookie, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett has really impressed me this preseason. I know a lot of people are talking about his average depth of targets so low and he's not making very many screen, uh, excuse me, like throws down the field. It's a lot of screens and RPOs and that's a totally valid point. But I mean, he's still a really young rookie quarterback. They're going to keep a little bit of a leash on him as you would with any young quarterback. And beyond that, I just really, I'm buying into him more so because of what's around him. His weapons are phenomenal. I mean, we just talked about George Pickens, Calvin Austin, who, you know, although undersized, was really, really good last year in college football. He's a rookie coming in. They still have Deontay Johnson, who... Kenny Pickett really showed some chemistry with on a play that actually didn't count, but it was, I'm pretty sure there was offsetting, offsetting penalties on the play, but he showed really good chemistry and anticipation with Deontay Johnson. It was a really good throw. If you guys haven't yet, go check out Brett Coleman's video on Kenny Pickett. He explains in amazing detail why kenny pickett actually had a much better two preseason games than some people were talking about i know if you just look at the numbers it's really good but a lot of people you know want to say that again he wasn't throwing the ball too deep but he was making the right reads he really seems to be coming into his own and he was getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than we're used to seeing from him in college which is really good because i think that was one of the most important reasons at least in my opinion as to why he wasn't going to be the starter week one but now i seriously think he's giving Trubisky a shot um again i've kind of seen what Trubisky is of course i'm always wishing everyone the best but he's not the best quarterback and i do think there's a world where kenny pickett is starting sooner rather than later there in pittsburgh Another guy I'm really buying into this preseason and trying to stash on a lot of my fantasy rosters as well is Brian Robinson Jr. Um, he's really emerged as almost the RB1 over Antonio Gibson. There's been a lot of talk in camp of who's playing with the ones and who's getting all the touches. He's looked really good in the preseason. We know what he's be able, been able to do at Alabama when he was extremely talented there. Um, and again, they, it, I think he was a third-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, but it's not like they're paying either one of these guys very much. They can really just pick and choose of who's the better guy right now. And it's really sounding like Brian Robinson is beating Antonio Gibson out of a lot of touches. So again, I'm avoiding Antonio Gibson in a lot of these fantasy drafts, but Brian Robinson is definitely a great value add later on. This last guy, I'm not going to talk about too long or not even last guy. This next guy, I'm not going to talk about too long just because I've already talked about him in a few episodes prior to this. Um, It's definitely someone you're going to want to stash in your fantasy team. But the preseason is really indicative of, excuse me, this guy is going to be the starter on this team and it's Damian Pierce running back for the Houston Texans. I mean, I don't even think he's suited up for a game yet. And that's almost more important than the guys that are playing out there because that's saying that. We don't want to hurt this guy this is our day one starter and we're going to roll with him and it's again it's not like he's dealing with that much competition in the room i mean the rex burkhead is there and marlon mack is there and it's not like they give marlon mack much anyways so damian pierce who was an incredible talent at florida he doesn't necessarily have breakaway speed but he just is a very well-rounded runner um he's got really good balance he's really strong and just kind of has that dog in him if you know what i mean he's got that mentality where he's always going to fall forward. He's always going to fight for the extra yard. He's not necessarily a finesse guy, but he can do that as well. So I really like the film. I really like what I've been seeing from Damian Pierce as far as his college did, because we haven't seen too much from the preseason. But again, that's just as important as actually playing in the preseason. It says just as much. Up next, we have Cam Juergens. Cam Juergens is a guy that I really liked, again, coming out of college. Um, This is, I can pretty much say that with Almost all of these guys. Uh, a lot of these guys were already on my radar, and I was already very high on. So it's not really surprising that they're showing up now. But Cam Jurgens is just—he's been playing really well in the preseason. But in addition to that, he's in such a good fit and system for him. I mean, being behind Jason Kelsey, being able to learn from that offensive line—that's ton. That's excuse me. That's filled with veterans and a few younger guys, and it's just a very talented unit and to be able to practice against the eagles very deep defensive interior of their line i really think that's going to help him develop so cam juergens definitely someone you're going to want to be on watch for maybe not this year because jason kelsey is coming back he's obviously not retired yet but cam juergens could be the future of the philadelphia eagles and i'm very excited for him up next there might be some bias from hard knocks here but malcolm rodriguez is making a lot of noise in the detroit lions mini camp um Coaches have been talking about making him a starter. They've had moments where he's looked like their best linebacker. Um, Again, this is probably bias uh, just off what the coaches are saying, and coaches are obviously going to say this about their own players, but genuinely this guy seems like a steal of a six-round pick. He is making plays on the practice field. The coaches won't stop raving about him, and I have to believe he's going to be something. And at the end of the day, I'm kind of rooting for him, so again, maybe a little bit of bias here because Hard Knocks is just – Badass. That show is amazing. If you haven't checked it out yet, go watch it because it was. He's looking good and I really think there's something there. Up next, we have another pretty obvious one Malik Willis. Um, you see it with Malik. It's sort of like the Trey Lance thing where obviously there's a lot to polish up. There's. A lot of work to do but you absolutely see the potential he's wicked fast he's even faster than i thought he was on the playing field if that makes sense in college it's kind of hard to tell his speed because i don't think he ran a 40 either but in college it's kind of hard to tell his speed because he's not playing against the best competition but it immediately translated into the nfl um you saw the moments where he's got a rocket for an arm i mean this guy has the sky's the limit with this guy truly he has all the tools in the world I really think he can be a good NFL starting quarterback if he just develops into, you know, his potential. Up next, I still really love Kyle Hamilton. He was, if you remember pre-draft, he was one of my absolute favorite players. I even had him as the best prospect in this draft at one point. Um, I'm pretty sure I finished the draft process with him as my number one recruit. So again, it just shows you how high praise I have for him. His pass coverage has been really good at moments during this preseason. I believe he saved a uh, like a second quarter touchdown something like that in one of these games um i still obviously want to see a little more from him but again it's just one of these guys with just so much potential um he's gonna come on the field for three safety packages which they again they might be using a lot in the afc so he's gonna have plenty of opportunity to make the most of it and again i just think not enough people are talking about him not enough people are talking about the whole ravens draft class honestly i mean between kyle hamilton isaiah likely tyler linderbaum like that those three by themselves it's just ridiculous what the ravens were able to do in this last draft i really think all three of those dudes have a lot of potential to be studs and maybe i should have put isaiah likely on this list i really liked him coming out of college um i still think he can definitely be something and i think he fits what they're trying to do there along with the other tight ends already on the roster of course mark andrews being the one that really comes to mind up next This is probably someone that's being slept on by a lot of people. I think his name has kind of flown under the radar because he was injured a lot during minicamp, and he hasn't done too much in the preseason, but I really think that people are sleeping on this guy. And it's Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks was getting a lot of praise from Ryan Tannehill. Apparently, they're building more chemistry there. He's making some ridiculous contested catches. He was doing it against the Buccaneers in their joint practice, so that's saying something. I really think Traylon Burks can be something here. Uh, Again, just a guy... I've said this time and time again, but it's so true. He has the tools. He's got great hands. He's got great, even though he doesn't have the best 40 time. I mean, on tape, he looks faster than that. And he's got a great ability to just, um, what's the word? Not make people miss, but he's just got a great, almost a DeAndre Hopkins type. He's extremely physical and he can run by you run through you he's gonna find a way to keep moving the ball and that's what i really like about him there's not like one thing particularly well that he does while the ball's in his hand he's just really good at keep keeping you know one foot in front of the other and just keep propelling forward um again the ball skills are definitely there he's got the size and again they drafted this guy to replace aj brown so the volume can be there i'm not saying it's going to be aj brown immediately but i mean they're putting him into this Rollins offense. They drafted him this high for a reason. They have a lot invested in him, and they're gonna use him as you know their first round pick, which he was. <clears throat> Up next, before I get, excuse me, I got something in my throat. Before I get to the AFC and NFC West questions/slash concerns, um, Denzel Mims is on the trade block. He's apparently frustrated with the Jets staff. He wants to be in a new scene. Um, Chicago Bears go grab Denzel Mims because at this point why the hell not Akil Harry's out for God knows how long um, our receivers still suck we still haven't done a lot to address it Denzel Mims is someone who I was really high on coming out of college we really haven't seen him do anything at all in New York and maybe he just needs maybe that's just it maybe he just needs to change the scenery maybe he needs a little more opportunity going for him and I really do think he could be a good fit with Justin Fields the way that we need again i've said this this is why i wanted george pickens we need a big body receiver that we can really play at x i if i remember correctly denzel mims was doing a lot of that at baylor he was catching a lot of balls down the sidelines he had good hands good speed i mean good route runner i mean he coming out of college i really liked him is what i'm trying to say and i still think there's some unlocked potential there he's still really young i mean i haven't even looked this up but how old is he i'm looking it up right now um Denzel Mims, is still, he's still 24 years old, he's 6'3", so just take a shot on the guy, right? Um, it's funny because I actually didn't even like think this as I was, or I didn't even, uh, excuse me, I didn't read anything about this, I literally just saw the headline, Denzel Mim Request Trade, and I was like, oh, perfect, that would be awesome for the Bears, and um, apparently the Panthers have called, but I'm reading a post right now, posted an hour ago by Sports Illustrated, Denzel Mims seen as Bears fit, and I could not agree more, so, I hate to get sidetracked with that but just please just add more receivers just why the hell not it literally we could trade absolutely nothing for him at the same time because it's like what has he done in his career so far and i don't know i really think realistically we could get him for a fifth round pick sixth round pick maybe anyways let's get on to some questions i have about each team in the afc and nfc west questions concerns whatever you want to call it obviously some of these i'm gonna to have to nitpick a lot because especially the afc west it's a loaded division it's kind of hard to come up with concerns for some of these teams when they're just so damn good so let's start with the chargers of course i gotta say can they win the big games this year uh they fell short a few times they choked a few games the texans really stand out there um and Something that maybe hasn't been said enough or talked about enough this offseason, how will Brandon Staley approach his fourth down slash high-pressure scenarios? This was a team last year that went for it on fourth down very, very consistently. A lot of people were critiquing those decisions, including myself at times. I think in that Chiefs game uh, when it was in Los Angeles, I don't remember what week that was. It was later in the season. I want to say it was like week 15, week 16, um, where the pressure was really, really on. They went for too many fourth downs in that game, in my opinion. I think there were some unnecessary risks they took. So how will they change that? And I guess finally, how will Kenneth Murray finally emerge as a solid linebacker? Kenneth Murray, he showed some promise his rookie year. He had over 100 tackles. And then last year really fell off the, I don't know, just... Did not play well. They moved him at edge at times. He was really not efficient there. They, they were moving him a lot all, all over the place. Excuse me. Uh, he missed a few games at the end of the season. So, Chargers have a really damn good roster. It's like not surprising at all to say that. Really, really good D line. Really good secondary. I think the one thing they're missing on their defense is just a, a good linebacking core. If Kenneth Murray can really step up his game, that would solve a lot of issues for Brandon Staley and this defense. So. Can he do it? I'm really curious to see. Up next, we're going to be talking about the Chiefs. Obviously, no one is replacing Tyree Kill, so I'm not really gonna, you know, go down the who's going to replace Tyree Kill because no one is. You can't do that. So I'm more curious to see if Mahomes can really manage a game, stay patient, and take what the defense is giving him. Uh, we saw that more and more towards the second half of the year last year, but in the beginning of the year. He looked really impatient, he got really flustered at times, his eyes were kind of deceiving him, he didn't look like the normal Mahomes, there was a point where he was leaving the league in turnovers, Um, so can he just come back down to earth a little bit, and obviously he still has all the tools in the world to make all the ridiculous throws, but those will come when they come, he has to just pick and choose his shots wisely. Um, obviously, they're still going to have some vertical speed to stretch the field, but you can argue no one gives you more free yards in the league than Tyreek Hill, in the entire league. With the ball in his hands, that is definitely an argument you can make. Um, also just a quick side note, I want to see how good their rookies will be. because I think McDuffie and Karloftis are both insanely talented. Again. It's the theme of the video. But those were two dudes I was so high on throughout the draft process. I believe I had Carl Loftus as like a top 10 prospect at one point. I think he was like my 10th best prospect. I had McDuffie at like, I want to say like 14 or something like that. So obviously both very high on my board. They got both of these guys. And I think they fit the schemes really well, especially McDuffie. McDuffie's like a picture perfect fit for that scheme. So I'm really curious to see how these guys play in their first year of the league. But of course, I'm more concerned about how Mahomes is going to manage the game, how Mahomes is going to play without Tyreek Hill, Um, and if he's just going to be able to just stay disciplined and take what the defense gives him mostly. Up next, the Raiders. The Raiders, I think my biggest concern with the Raiders is just how their offensive line will hold up. I think that's probably the biggest flaw in their roster. It's a really, really weak offensive line. I mean, other than Colton Miller, there's just a lot of question marks. Hopefully Alex Leatherwood can play a little better this year. Richie Incognito is gone. Um, so it's just gonna be really interesting to see how they handle I mean, a lot of good pass rushers in the division. Just the Chargers, obviously, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Bradley Chubb on the Broncos. You got Andy Randy Gregory there, DJ Jones is there now. So there's just a lot of talent in this division. Obviously, um excuse me, the Chiefs have Carl Loftus now coming, uh Chris Jones is still there and one of the best D tackles in the league. So Will it pop up in the biggest moments? Will it affect their game? Uh, I guess time will tell. Sorry, I just dropped my lighter, I think. (laughs) Anyways, um, I also have some questions about their secondary. I don't love it. I mean, Nate Hobbs has really showed some promise, as well as Trayvon Mullen. But now Trayvon Mullen's coming off an undisclosed surgery from May, which is kind of weird. I don't know why they're not announcing what it is. Kind of concerns me a little bit. But again, I think if there's two weaknesses in this team, it's just... They can keep up with anyone in a shooting match, so I guess it really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you do want a secondary a little better than what they have. You do want an offensive line a little better than they have. Up next, we have the Broncos. Um, Even with the rest of the division looking extremely different and adding adding tons of talent um, or losing some in the case of the Chiefs, this team... Is arguably the one with the biggest turnover from last year into this year I mean between a new quarterback a new head coach and if the rest of the roster I mean yeah the rest of the roster is relatively similar between a new head coach a new QB that is arguably changing the most important positions in the whole organization not even just the team I mean the whole org Um, so I guess the big question would be is can they bring it all together in year one um, I'm not even necessarily win, saying win the Super Bowl like Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford just did because that's, again, a little bit of a different scenario. The head coach is still there. Um, the division isn't as good. I mean, this division is much better, is what I should say. Uh, so I don't think they necessarily need to win the bowl in the first year to call it an absolute win. I think, uh, I mean, a very clear win to me would at best be hosting a playoff game and then getting a W in the playoffs. So I'm kinda running out of time here because I gotta run to work pretty soon. So I'm gonna get to the NFC West next episode. I already have it all written up. I'm gonna end this episode here. How many minutes are we at? 21 minutes. So yeah, very, very short, condensed episode for you guys. I hope you do enjoy it anyways. Again, be sure to follow me at Murphy's League. Share this with your friends. Go listen to the last episode if you haven't already and wanna make some money during the season. Um if you guys like this shorter format, just let me know. I was planning on making it a little longer, but I got work at 4, currently 3.30, I gotta get some food in me, I gotta change and stuff. So, hope you guys understand, have a great rest of your day, and peace out.